In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. The title of today's meditation is As I Have Loved You, that the Lord says in the Gospel, Experiencing God's Love. And here's the thing. Do you want, do I want to feel Jesus' love for us deep down in the heart? The answer, I assume, is yes. So let's have an encounter with him. In order to feel Jesus' love for us, we need to approach him, talk to him, get to know him, and he will show to us his infinite love for us. So let's have an encounter with him. And that's the purpose of this meditation. That's the purpose of spiritual life is our efforts to get closer to God so that God shows to us his infinite love. And, well, we know very well that spiritual life is not about getting a few things done, right? It's not about attending Mass and going to confession and doing these prayers and follow specific behaviors and believing some doctrine. And all of that is true. It's part of our spiritual life. But we need to go deeper than that. We go to Mass. We go to confession. We pray. We follow specific behaviors according to the teachings of the Catholic Church, etc. Because we want to love Jesus. Because by doing so, we are loving Jesus Christ. Spiritual life, it's about... Loving a real person, a real person that is Jesus Christ, who is alive, who is perfect God and perfect man, and who he has loved us first. So let us ask our Lord always to bear this in mind. Everything I do in my spiritual life has to end up in this loving encounter with Jesus, right? When you have fun, when you hang out with friends, right? Because you love your friends, your friends love you. And the whole point is just being with them, feeling, you know, loved by them, right? Sometimes you you hang out with your friends, you are not doing anything special. You are just there with them, and they are with you. And you like each other, and you have some fun, right? Well, that's exactly what we have to do with Jesus. Huh? Jesus is our, you know, is our friend. Jesus is our God. He is the love of our lives. He's the person who loves us the most. Let us stay with him, close to him, so that we can feel his presence, his love. The Pope invites us to have this encounter. Huh? <clears throat> and here is what the Pope says, you know, explaining that if we don't have an encounter with Christ, what happens is our spiritual life kind of fades, and you know, we get bored, and that spiritual life somehow fades. Huh? Look at these words of, listen to these words of Pope Francis. Quote, whenever our interior life becomes caught up in its own interests and concerns, there is no longer room for others, no place for the poor. That's exactly the problem. When we just use spiritual life to keep our consciences, you know, quiet and without any problems. If that's the goal of our spiritual life, 
well, at a certain point, there is, no long, there is no longer room for others, no place for the poor. We kind of live a superficial life, right? Pope Francis says, if that happens to us, God's voice is no longer heard. The quiet joy of his love is no longer felt. And the desire to do good fades. This is a very real danger for believers. Many fell prey to it and end up resentful, angry and listless. That is no way to live a dignified and fulfilled life. It is not God's will for us, nor is it the life in the spirit which has its source in the heart of the risen Christ. End of quote. That's the thing. We need to live a Christian life that has its source in the heart of the risen Christ. And the heart of the risen Christ says, rejoice. The heart of the risen Christ says, peace be with you. Uh, when we have this encounter with Christ, we feel that joy, that peace. Uh, the Pope invites us to have a real encounter with the Lord. Listen to these words of Pope Francis. Quote, the Lord does not disappoint those who take the risk of having an encounter with him. Whenever we take a step towards Jesus, we came to realize that he is already there, waiting for us with open arms. Now is the time to say to Jesus, and this is something we can say to the Lord right now in our prayer, Lord, I have let myself be deceived. In a thousand ways, I have shunned your love, Yet here I am once more to renew my covenant with you. I need you. Save me once again, Lord. Take me once more into your redeeming embrace. How beautiful are these words, huh? Because that's the real deal. The real deal in spiritual life is to enjoy God's love for us. And this happens when we accept this redeeming embrace of God. The redeeming embrace of God. Because you and I are sinners, so we cannot present God as if we were perfect, right? No, we present ourselves to God as sinners. Lord, have mercy on me, for I am a sinner. And then God always forgives us, embraces us, loves us. So Lord, here I am. I want to renew my covenant with you. Save me once and again. Eh? This is the way we have an encounter with Christ. Pope Francis says, how good it feels to come back to him whenever we are lost. Let me say this once more. God never tires of forgiving us. We are the ones who tire of seeking his mercy. Christ, who told us to forgive one another, 70 times 7, has given us his example. He has forgiven us 70 times 7. Time and time again, he bears us on his shoulders. That's so beautiful. The Lord never tires you know, of forgiving us. The Lord is always there with open arms. It is up to you, it is up to me to fight every day to have this encounter with Him. And if we have that encounter with Him, we will experience His love. Because Jesus is God, and God is a God who loves. Our God is a God who loves. It's not like gods in the Greek mythology, which are not interested at all in human beings, which see human beings as a problem, etc., right? Uh, <clears throat> our God loves us. So, so long we are willing to have an encounter with Him, we will feel this love be done in our hearts. So, Lord, give me your grace to make this effort every day to have this encounter 
with you. With a tenderness which never disappoints, the Pope says, but is always capable of restoring our joy, he makes it possible for us to lift up our heads and to start anew. Let us not flee from the resurrection of Jesus. Let us never give up. Come what will. May nothing inspire more than his life, which impels us onwards. Uh, and this is what the Pope promises. Quote, thanks solely to this encounter, or renewed encounter, with God's love, which blossoms into an enriching friendship, we are liberated from our narrowness and self-absorption. End of quote. Sometimes that's what happens. We are kind of trapped you know, in our narrowness and self-absorption, always thinking of ourselves, always kind of trying to figure things out on our own. What we have to do is to raise our heads and to raise our hearts to have this encounter with the Lord. Then our life is going to recover complete meaning. If we want to experience the love with which Jesus loved us, let us open up the gospel and find Christ there. Yeah? What is written in the gospel is the word of God. The Bible is the word of God, right? And the word of God is eternal. What God says applies to everybody. And what the Lord did applies to everybody. So it is up to you, it is up to me to go to the gospel and to make the words of the Lord echo in your heart. It is up to you and it is up to me to go to the pages of the gospel and to make and to allow these actions of the Lord to have an impact in our hearts. That's exactly the way we experience Jesus' love for us. That's why we need to go to the Bible and to open it up and to read and to pray with those texts. Huh? Pope Francis says, quote, Lord, what does this text say to me? What is it about my life that you want to change by this text? What troubles me about this text? Why am I not interested in this? Or perhaps what do I find pleasant in this text? What is it about this word that moves me? What attracts me? Why does it attract me? Yeah? So when we read any passage of the gospel, let us ask questions you know, to, our, to the Lord. So, Lord, why do I like this text? Or, Lord, why don't I like this text? <clears throat> For whatever reason. And the Lord will tell us. The Lord will place in our hearts and will place in our minds His Word and His love. In the Gospel, again, we find Jesus' love for us. St. John says in chapter 3 of his Gospel, quote, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Yeah? So the fact that Jesus was incarnated in our mother's womb and became one of us and lived among us and did all the things he did and said everything he said, that means that God loves me because God sent his son to set us free from sin. So sometimes in our prayer, if we want to experience God's love, what we have to say is, okay, Lord, thank you for you are doing all these things for me. Thank you, Lord, for your infinite generosity. Thank you, Lord, for your amazing love. Thank you, Lord, for your generous deeds. 
Thank you, Lord, for constant generosity in serving others. Because all of that that you are doing there in the gospel, you are doing it for me. It's not that the Lord did it for human race, right? Mankind. and Yes, he did. But he did it for each one of us. Because God loves each one of us as children, right? As a mother who loves in a specific way, in a very special way, every single of every single of her sons, right? So let us ask our Lord to feel this love in the pages of the gospel, right? And you will have the experience that when the Lord says to the apostles, you know, come and see, the Lord is telling, come and see to you. The Lord is inviting you to have an experience of his love. Come to my place. You will see. You will get to know me. You know, these words that the Lord says are not words just for everybody. And no, those words are for you. And you can tell the Lord, Lord, what does that mean? Come and see for me right now in my life. What is it that you are expecting of me to do? Let me know, Lord, because I will do it. And this is the way we have this conversation with Christ and we experience his love. And there is always kind of attracting us towards him, right? The Lord says, come and see. The Lord says, follow me. And the Lord is telling you right now, follow me. Because again, what the Lord said in the first century applies to everybody in history. Follow me. Your sins are forgiven. There always says that. There invites us. Hey, your sins are not a problem to follow me. Your sins are not a problem to come and see. Why not? Because I gave you the forgiveness of sins in confession. So we can always go back to him. There is no excuse for us not to follow him. There is no excuse for us not to come and see. We can always come and see and follow the Lord. The Lord always invites us to have hope because he gives us strength. He gives us his grace and he gives us whatever we need. The Lord said to this poor man, you know, who was laying in this pallet, you know, stand up and walk. It was kind of the impossible thing to ask for, right? This guy had been paralyzed on this pallet for many years, right? And nobody thought that that day that guy was going to go back home walking on his feet, right? And he did. Because the Lord makes the impossible possible. Stand up and walk. Regain your sight. Sometimes in our prayer, we will share with the Lord that maybe that we are a little bit blind. Maybe we are missing something. Maybe we don't want to understand something. Maybe we are angry at something. And this pride prevents us from seeing what the Lord wants us to do. Well, the Lord says, regain your sight. But we have to be willing to regain it, right? And we have to be willing to do like Bartimaeus, who you know, sprang up from the side of the road and ran to Jesus and said, Lord, may I see again? The Lord is asking us, what do you want me to do to you? We need to tell the Lord, hey Lord, may I see again? And the Lord will tell you, regain your sight. Or if you are involved 
in problems or you have difficulties or there are special challenges in your life, whatever, if you're in the middle of the storm, let us put it that way, and you turn to the Lord in the middle of the storm, like the apostles did, what's going to happen? What is going to happen? You're going to hear the Lord's voice, quiet, be still. And you will recover the peace of your heart to keep doing well in your life. There is no storm that lasts forever. But where do you find this peace, etc.? Where do you find the friend who is going to help you to deal with these difficulties? Where do you find this experience of the love of God for us that is always there, right next to us? Well, you find all of this when you pray with the gospel. You will find there all the time the source of hope, the source of new, fresh air in your spiritual life. Go and sin no more. And if we die, you know, the Lord has all the solutions. If we die, come out of the tomb. Lazarus, come out of the tomb. The Lord has the solution for everything we need. Let us turn to him in our prayer. Let us experience that he is always there to give us whatever we need. And that's the love of God for us. But you will have only an experience of this if you turn to him every day in your prayer. And if you open up the gospel and you are in awe when you read the passion, death and resurrection of the Lord. That is the big favor that the Lord did to you and to me. To die and to rise from the dead, to set us free from sin. Thank you, Lord, for your infinite love for me. When someone does something for you, when someone sacrifices himself for you, you know that that person loves you and you feel good with that person, right? Well, that is exactly what the Lord is doing for us all the time because he has died and raised and rose from the dead you know, <clears throat> for us. And if still we are weak in our faith, etc., the Lord will say to you, place your hand here in my side. The Lord is alive forever and he walks down the road with you, as he did with the disciples in the road to Emmaus. Because the Lord cares for you. So let us enter the scenes of the gospel and react as if we were there. Put into play our intelligence, our affections. I was preaching a meditation in Montreal a long time ago for nine-year-old girls, and I was quoting the gospel when the Lord says, And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. So then suddenly, one of the girls interrupted me and said, Father, that's not true. You can dye your hair into the color you want. So I told her, yeah, fair enough, okay, that's true. But it was not true back then, right? So the Lord, who is perfect man, had to play by the, by the rules of the culture he was living in, right? That's why he said that, you know. You know, but good for that girl, because that's the way it works. So you read the gospel <clears throat> and you react to the things you are reading. You open up the gospel and you try to understand and you ask the Lord questions and you tell the Lord that you love him and you tell the Lord, Lord, I don't understand anything. 
and whatever, that's the way you will find your ways to have this beautiful conversation with Jesus and then you will experience his love. That's precisely what San Jose Maria invited us to do. Open the Holy Gospel, he said, but don't just read it, live it. My advice is that in your prayer, you really participate in different scenes of the Gospel as one more person among those present. Live your life close to Christ. You should be another character in the Gospel alongside Peter, John and Andrew. That way, you will be captivated as Mary was, who clung to every word that Jesus spoke. Or like Martha, you will boldly let him know your concerns, sincerely opening your heart to them all, however small they may be. If we want to encounter Jesus so that we can feel his love, we need to improve the way we pray. Eh? Prayer is going to be something important in this finding and experiencing Jesus' love for us. <clears throat> and prayer is that. Prayer is addressing your thoughts and your affections to the Lord. St. Teresa of Lisieux said, quote, For me, prayer is a search of the heart. It is a simple look turned toward heaven. It is a cry of recognition and of love, embracing both trial and joy. At any time in our lives. Huh? Whether we are experiencing trial, whether we are experiencing joy, we can always turn our look and our heart towards the Lord. Let yeah? us ask our Lord to teach us to pray. Lord, teach me how to pray. Prayer is a gift. Yeah? Um, remember that prayer of these two men in the temple, right? <clears throat> so this guy who was kind of very proud of himself, right? Super proud of himself because, oh, thank you, Lord, because I do this, I do that, I pay my taxes, I do my prayers, I offer mortifications, I do whatever. Plus, Lord, I'm not a super good person, not like this stupid tax collector who is a bad guy right next to me, right? So he was kind of proud and despised those around him. But the Lord said in the gospel, he who humbles himself will be exalted. The foundation of prayer is this humility. Yeah? Let us pray always with humility. Uh, prayer is a gift. Humility means I don't know how to pray, right? According to one of the letters in the New Testament, you know, we do not know how to pray as we ought. Uh, so let us ask our Lord, Lord, teach me how to pray. Sometimes we will not know what to say in prayer. That's not a big deal. You just tell the Lord, Lord, I don't know what to say today, but here I am because I want to love you. I want to stay close to you. I want to have an encounter with you and I want to experience your love. That's why I'm here, although I don't know what to say today. So you teach me, Lord, please. That's a great prayer huh? because that's the foundation of prayer, that humility. Huh? Then <clears throat> when we pray, it is important to realize that God has what really fills my heart with joy. I remember that encounter between the Samaritan woman and the Lord. You know, <clears throat> the Lord told her, if you knew the gift of God, God's got a gift that is his love for us and he gives it to the ones who ask him for it. 
So it's a good petition and prayer, Lord. Here I am. I love you. My love maybe is very poor, but I want to love you 100% and I want to experience your love. That's a great petition. So give me this feeling of your love. Thank you, Lord, for everything you do for me. And, and that's important. And as we learn in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, where does prayer come from? Well, let me quote for you the Catechism of the Catholic Church. It goes, Whether prayer is expressed in words of gestures, it is the whole man who prays. But in naming the source of prayer, Scripture speaks sometimes of the soul or the spirit, but most often of the heart, more than a thousand times. So in the Scripture, the origin of prayer you know, is, is the heart. Prayer stems from the heart. Yeah? Of course, we pray with our words, our gestures as well, when we are in the we attend Mass and we stand or we sit down or we get on our knees. And, you know, but according to the Scripture, prayer stems from the heart. Huh? It is the heart that prays. So that's a good idea for us in our prayer. Prayer is not about fabricating amazing speeches that we deliver to the Lord, hoping that He's going to say, okay, this is perfect, you are good. Oh no, this is not perfect, your prayer is bad. You know, that doesn't exist. Prayer, you know, happens deep down in the heart. It is the heart that prays. Huh? If our heart is far from God, the words of prayer are in vain, says the Catechism of the Catholic Church. So let us say to the Lord the words we need to say to put our hearts close to Jesus, right? And many times our prayer will be, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord, sorry for my sins. Lord, sorry for my defects. Lord, sorry for this or sorry for that. Or thank you, Lord, for this, or thank you, Lord, for that. But the heart is going to accompany our words. Eh? We cannot just fabricate an amazing speech to the Lord and then not to share with the Lord what is in our hearts. No, let us open up our hearts in prayer so that the Lord can come and transform it. Eh? The heart is that, you know, it's the dwelling place where I am, where I live. According to the Semitic or biblical expression, the heart is the place to which I withdraw. This is a quote from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The heart is our hidden center, beyond the grasp of our reason and of others. Only the Spirit of God can fathom the human heart and know it fully. The heart is the place of decision, deeper than our psychic drives. It is the place of truth, where we choose life or death. That's important in prayer. In prayer, let us say to the Lord, always yes. That's the way we choose life. And we choose life by keeping the Lord's commandments. And we choose life when we want to be generous with God. And we choose life when we want to cut out our bad affections, our attachments to what is not good, attachment to what is not God. That happens in the heart. The heart is the place of truth. It is the place of encounter. That's key. Huh? Do you want to have an encounter with the love of God? Do you want to experience the God, of love for the God, the love of God for you? Then you're going to go back to your heart and to tell the Lord that you want all these things. Huh? The heart <clears throat> is the place of encounter because as image of God, we live in relation. Huh? The heart is the place of the covenant. The Lord has made a covenant with each one of us. Huh? He wants us to be good children of His. Saints 
experienced the presence of God very close to them, right? There is this quote from Blessed Guadalupe. I very much sense our Lord at my side, she wrote. The Lord helps me greatly to obey, to make all that is asked of me easy and pleasant. In the prayer, the time passes very quickly. And even though in reality I say little, I am not distracted and I feel very close to him. I want our Lord to be happy and I only want to think of him. End of quote. You see, that's prayer. When you experience the love of God and the closeness of God and how God loves you and then you are there enjoying that presence and saying to him, yes, I want to do whatever you want me to do. So, let us ask our Lord to help us to learn to pray so that we can have this encounter with Christ and we can experience his love for us. If you don't know what to say in prayer, try this. First, petition. Huh? Ask the Lord for the people you love. Then, tell him what is happening to you. Studies, friends, problems, good news, bad news, dreams, projects. Then, adore him. I adore you, Lord, with profound reverence. Say, I'm sorry, Lord, for my sins. Say, thank you, Lord, for everything you have given to me. Or say the Our Father prayer slowly and with attention. That's always good prayer. And of course, pray every day. Do not pray while lying on the couch, okay? So try to pray sitting down. And if you can, in front of the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Take with you a book or a podcast or a notebook to write so that you can focus if you need it. But sometimes we don't need all of that. Eh? But just take it with you just in case you need it. And then you will see. You will listen to God's voice. God will give you good ideas in your mind, good desires in your heart. When you find that in your prayer, that's God's voice. Go for it. Huh? And let us ask our mother to help us to learn to pray by working on it every day and by asking the Lord, as the apostles did, Lord, teach us to pray. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.